Perfect. All right, guys. So we're back with uh, another episode of Cows and Canoes. I'm Brandon once again, and to my right hand side, Kitty Cat. And across the way, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ginger version of Ron Jeremy, no less. And much better looking. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't take much, dude. I- John Raramy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we've decided we are going to discuss the reasons people quit jobs. Now, um, you you have talked previously. We, we've had a lot of jobs. I can tell you most recently, prior to this one, I lasted three weeks at a Asian-style saute restaurant, which I can name another time. Um, three does it weeks. rhyme with pay? It does. Oh, okay. It does. <laughs> that wasn't hard to figure out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I got hired on with this super high expectation of what things were. I show up, and it's a fucking shit show and i mean when i say shit show i mean like what the fuck is happening here so you left they didn't get rid of you yeah no so i literally so here's here's literally what happened right i get hired on i get this offer letter whatever they say okay show up in texas here whatever so i show up training restaurant doesn't even know i'm coming i don't have any uniforms i don't have any paperwork i don't have any books i don't have anything so i show up to the gm and i'm like hey dude so you know i'm training here and he's like oh i who are you? And I was like, oh, you know, here's my name, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you're supposed to be training here? Yeah, dude. Like, so that's how the entire training setup went. The entire time, I was just, he was just like, I don't know, go follow that guy. And I'm like, dude, I'm a GM trainee. Like, what the fuck? So I go through all the different training steps or whatever, and like I was slotted to train for six weeks, um, but to do each position in the restaurant and get everything done, it only took me like three-ish weeks, not even three weeks. I think it was like 16 days total at, you know, whatever. Um, so I was working six days a week, so just under three weeks. Uh, and I was like, okay, so, you know, I called my area director. I was like, hey, man, so uh, what am I doing now? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm here for three more weeks. I don't have any books. I don't have any information. I've trained in every position. And I'm pretty competent in it. So what now? He goes, I don't know. I guess you can come back to Tulsa. I was like, okay, well, fucking cool. All right. So which restaurant am I working at? He goes, I don't know. I'll call you tomorrow. So I show up back in Tulsa. Right, and um, he was like, "Okay, go over to the Brookside store." So I showed up the Brookside store. This guy's got to be like a very well-paid dumbass. Oh, uh, dude! So he actually There's a came, lot of them. Yeah, he actually came out of Flying J gas stations. Never worked at a restaurant before. Got hired in as an area director. I could never do this. Like, fuck off, bro. So I get in this restaurant. Right, GM just got promoted. Was a shift manager. Never was a salaried manager. Had only been doing it for like three fucking weeks, and she's supposed to be showing me the ropes. And like, I've got more you know, management experience and she's been alive kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's like, what the fuck? And like, seriously, doesn't know her head from her ass, doesn't have access to systems, can't order her own truck. She can't schedule people. The area director is doing all of it. Yeah. The fuck is going on here? Right. So then, you know, he calls me and he's like, Hey man, just meet me at the Bixby store. Okay, cool. So I meet him at the Bixby store and I was like, all right, man. So what are we actually doing? He was like, Oh, we're going to clean for the next three days. Mm-mm. What? Excuse me. So I applied to a different place, got hired on the same day at another place as a GM. Like, sorry, buddy, I'm out. This yeah. This shit ain't happening. So so that was a poor work environment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's not just poor work environment. I wasn't trained properly. I well, wasn't just set lack up for of leadership. Success. Yeah, like there's just... Oh, and the other thing that made it really fun, the day I started, the company got sold to this other guy. Um, he's a, um, He runs chopsticks, is what they're called, over in uh, um, California. He you know, has a bunch of money company gets sold whatever fires all of corporate office save like 12 people i like money because they lost two and a half million dollars a year prior the guy made up like 2.1 million by getting rid of everybody i was like it's one way to do it yeah Yeah. fuck yeah all right cool so 
yeah so that was even more fun it was just like just the biggest shit show i've ever seen in my life in three weeks i was like nope not doing this get the fuck off me right right so what causes people to leave jobs jay i mean i all the jobs that that i left um i i actually only got fired from one job ever and it was my first job yeah. and it was over a, a, a very simple disagreement um only mm-hmm. i was the only person that showed up for my shift and i'm doing the work <laughs> of like eight people and i was so told what, to do it faster and i'm like you're fucking joking right so what what kind of industry was it food okay so every uh do you, you want to do that? do that? Do you want to do that, or do you want to wait till B gets here? Go on, go. On. So every you other, wait till B though. I should probably wait. Yeah, she'll every be other. Um, She's been holding on to a story now for like nine episodes <laughs> that we teased back. So every other job, um, I left, and, and I always left jobs because I just felt like I was meant for more than what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I left the food industry because the the uh, the room for advancement was limited. You know what I mean? And the pay was right. limited. So I was always looking for the next best opportunity, you know? Um, and, and so, you know, I went to technical schools and learned mm-hmm. trades and, and still even working within those trades, I was limited. Right. And I don't like that. I don't do well with telling me this is my ceiling. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I got out of the army, like, of course, I had a hard time adjusting to being a civilian again. A lot of people and, do. Yeah. And, and when I got back, I had a hard time with... Um, employers telling me to do my job if they couldn't do it better than me right so like if you can't do if you're not proficient don't yeah, try if to tell you me can't to do, do it, what yeah. i'm oh, doing that is so frustrating yeah, yeah i know you, what yeah. you mean yeah if you like i mean when i worked in like uh, uh, automotive dealerships mm-hmm. you're like uh i was a heavy line tech for for general motors um i mean i could do a full engine swap on a lifted truck and have everything going and i can have it done in a day good fucking shot you couldn't do that winner twice. no Perfect. But uh, so, you know, like, don't tell me to do this faster or do it a different way. If you're not, if you can't do this better than me, you can just shut the fuck up and let me do my goddamn job. So So I got fired a bunch. When I got into this, (laughs) now I'm free to be myself. The amount of money I make is up to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and no one's telling me what to do, how to fucking do it. Like, I make the calls. Now, granted, I'm trusted. So how do you get paid as a uh, bondsman? Is that like commission? Sort of. I mean, like, um, because I, I don't own this company. I mean, you uh, still have a base salary or something, I'm sure. Right, yeah. So, and that base salary, just I'm getting paid to be available. You know, if the phone <laughs> rings, I've got to go. Kind of hookerish, you know? but not. Sort of, yeah. Um, no, you pay hookers to leave. You don't, oh, my you, don't <laughs> you don't pay them for sex. You pay them to leave when uh, you're done. Fair you know? enough, fair enough. Because well, like, you can't do that with a girlfriend. Um, so, I don't know about that. Here's, here's a couple bucks. Wallet, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if my boyfriend handed me his wallet, I'd be like, bye. Yeah, right? I mean, it's fair. I don't think that has anything to do with the profession, actually. It's quiet. I'm sleeping. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I get a, I get a base salary. Um, and, of course, all bondsmen get paid different. Um, sure, 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 but, sure. But the way that our, we're structured is, yeah, I get a base salary that basically just makes sure that I'm available. Okay. So I get paid that whether I post a bond Is that or not. a livable wage, your base salary? Uh, my livable. S- okay, <laughs> my base salary would pay would it would be a livable wage for somebody else. Uh, it would not yeah, sustain yeah. the lifestyle that I live. It it would be good for you could get an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could live. So it is a livable wage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a livable wage. It's yeah. just because I mean, there's a boring livable wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, but you could have an apartment. So, so. I, but I do also get a commission. Um, for every bond that I write. And just that you write or that they show back up for every every one that I write, I get paid to post the bond. If I post the bond, I get paid. Oh, shit. So um, and then I also get um, monthly profit sharing from the company. Oh, cool. So um, the, obviously, the more money my office makes in revenue in a month, 
the bigger my bonus is that month. Yeah. So nice. that's why it's such a, a big deal to go out and make sure people show back up. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and also because you lose sure ten grand, you're like, bitch. I was well, like nine bonds. I wrote. No, 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 no. no so now, now we're, we're not talking about liability. I'm mm. just talking about revenue, money brought oh, okay. in for premium paid on a bond. Just oh. like when you buy your insurance, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. pay your premium. Right. So that's what a bond is. I mean, this goes through the insurance department. I hold an insurance license. So, so the so I'm making sure you, I'm, yeah, you better pay if you if it's a, like a big bond uh, a lot of companies don't but i do allow people to make payments because i understand that not everybody's got thousands of dollars laying around Most to get out of people jail. don't have thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. so you know uh, i allow you to put a little bit of money down and make payments on the rest of it yeah you know what i mean if it makes sense if it's a ten thousand dollar bond if you don't have a grand cool bring me 400 bucks and then you can pay out the other 600 right so i make sure you make your payments you know oh, yeah, because the sure. more i mean this that's how i feed my kids so you mm-hmm. better be fucking paying your bills so i can pay mine Right. Yeah. So that's how it works. Cool. So back to the original why people quit. Um, I really want to know the most fantastic way somebody has quit. I haven't quit in a like explosive manner. Have you? I, I feel like you had to have been like, fuck you, get out. Like, I really I was, have that feeling. I was driving a truck for a big deli- parcel delivery company. Sure. Um, and my paycheck bounced. And I what? found out about it in the middle of my route. A, another driver called me and was like, yo, my, my check just bounced. And so in the middle of my route, there's the bank is right there. So I'm like, well, I bank there. So I pull over and I go in or whatever. And I'm like, hey, can I d- deposit this? And uh, I'm like, it's drawn from this bank. So could you just go ahead and show it, me you know? if it's got money? Yeah. yeah. And so they, they uh, she goes, no, I'm sorry. This check won't clear. So uh, I was like, all right, cool, thanks. And so I got back in my truck. I drove it onto like uh, I-44 into West Tulsa, left it on the side of the road, called my <laughs> boss, and I said, hey, your truck's sitting over at uh, South 49th West Avenue. You can go pick it up. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? He said, don't leave. Get in my truck and bring it back to me. I'll pay you $1,000 a week if you don't quit. I said, you can't pay me what you're paying me now. I was going to say. How are you going to pay me $1,000 oh, a week? God, yeah. yeah. I said, you can come get your fucking truck. I'm going home. Yeah. Fuck that. God, that's fantastic. That, that was that was my second job back from the Army. Heard that. Yeah. That's frustrating. How about you? Have you done any uh, big blowouts? I've never done a big blowout. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I'm my boring. first job, my first job, my someone else got promoted at, before me that had been hired after I had like years after I had and I just took vacation and was like I'm not coming. Oh, I guess we have that. I called them on it and I was like, "Don't." No. Put me on what what, what was the position it. for? It was a um an assistant manager position. It was at a fast food restaurant do you feel like they were maybe more qualified for that uh not, in no. retrospect what, no, what do you think i because i've had this this discussion before what do you think qualifies somebody as a good manager i can, I can answer that one because i'm managers. in management <laughs> she's not a manager i'm yeah. not a manager yeah so honestly th- there's only really two things that that make a, honestly a good manager number one somebody who will go elbow to elbow right like the thing that pisses me off like that's uh, in my book yeah so the thing that pisses me off like i'm a working manager and i say that like as a gm i get in literally eight o'clock i do about half the prep before my prep guy shows up at 9 30 for two reasons one it saves me labor two it makes his life easier right not like oh i'm trying to kiss his ass like dude you want to come in and work at your pace and get things done you don't want me screaming at you because you're behind yeah right so i'm gonna come in at eight do my thing right 
So you got to be able to work elbow to elbow and actually make shit happen, right? Uh, the second thing is you still have to have a basic level of empathy for your people and work to take care of them. Not like I could be the shittiest operator in the world, but I can understand that like these guys don't get paid very well. And that's just part of the industry, unfortunately. So if I'm going off because, you know, their car broke down and they did this and they did this without actually looking at it from the perspective of like, yeah, dude, he gets paid 200 bucks a week because he's getting paid dick. You know, he doesn't have the availability because of whatever. Um, and his car broke down, you know, a tire is $150. That's almost a full week's of work for him. Yeah. You know, so if you can't recognize that and be willing to go, look, dude, I understand. I got the shift. It's not that big a deal. You know, then then that's what makes a good manager. Somebody who's willing to put themselves in their people's shoes and work with them. If they can't do those two things, then you're a shitty fucking manager. In yeah. addition to that's putting it. That's my entire list. In your employees' busy right. shoes. Yeah. I feel that a good manager knows where to draw the line and get out of their employees' shoes. Because mm-hmm. I've definitely worked with people who just keep getting pushed over by people. And they understand every sob story. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you at some point need to say, all right, fucking, you're an adult. Get your shit together. Get to work. Right. Do your job. Right. Well, so... I agree yes, with that too. I mean you. You've got to. You've you got to be stern. You've got to be caring. good at keeping people in you line. You have to have structure. So yeah. I. This is because that's what I got my degree in was business management, mm. and so um, I, I think I think the thing. Somebody came to me and and was upset that they didn't get selected for a management position at their job, and I asked them, "Look, what have you done to deserve it? Right. You know, are you a good manager? Because if you're just doing your job really well, that doesn't make you a good manager. Correct. You know, that just makes you doing exactly what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Kudos. Yes. So so, but I think the thing that makes a good manager is. You got to be somebody that people want to follow, and you have mm-hmm. to be you have to be making them better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A, a manager, you should lift your people up. You should make right. them better than they are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. You should. You know they they should they should want to like seek your guidance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're responsible for the atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is it the an is it an atmosphere that 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 you know? Well, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but does it? Does we it call it the conducive? culture. Yeah. Is it conducive to growth? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is yes. it? Is it? Are you are you making your people better? Right. You know what I mean? Are they are they better at their jobs? Are they just in a better mood? Like, are you making them better people? You know. So like, I think that that's got to be that's got to be number yeah. one. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to lead from the rear and go elbow to elbow and get yep. in there. You know, and work with them for sure because nobody's going to follow the guy that just tells them what to do. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but because that's that's the problem with our generation now mm-hmm. that this the kids that are coming up. You know, they want to watch you do the work and they don't want to do a fucking thing and then they want to get paid for it. So I had this, I think the issue with the current generation is actually different. And this is, this is something that, that I was talking with my area director recently. He was in, no, he was actually my VP was in. Um, and I was discussing, he was like, man, it's so hard to find good people. And I'm like, yeah, because whenever we learned how to work, unemployment was high. Like you could lose your job and not find one again. Like yeah. current situation. Yeah everybody's fucking hiring. So you think they've got too many options now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, like, whenever I first got my, my very first job, you know, it was, it was busing and everything else. You know, I tried to get a job for, like, three fucking months. Yeah. You know, I went everywhere, and nobody was hiring. Like, finally, I got a job. It's like, shit, okay, I got to keep this. Who was, who was in office when you got your first job? Was Clinton? God, uh, 96 would have been Clinton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. So yeah, it would have yeah, we had crazy unemployment rates. Yeah, like it's one of those things when you're on, well, we had unemployment really high, but you know, it's just one of those things that we learned to work to keep our job. Mm-hmm. And then that instilled that in a long-term mentality. 
You know, not necessarily like, you know, whenever you have those shitty people and you got to leave your job or whatever, but like you've learned it work differently than now because now it's like, oh, I got fired. Cool. I'm going to go three blocks away and get another job. Yeah. You know, like nobody gives a fuck. That's what I hate about the town that I live in um, because there's nothing, there's nothing really out there, but yeah. it's also because we're, we're positionally in a, in a place to, that there's two competing entities on both sides that are right fucking conglomerates you know what i mean like yeah. you've got Glenpool over here and you've got tulsa hills over here oh yeah so businesses can't move to our town because mm. the comp i mean people will leave we will leave to go to tulsa hills we'll leave yeah, to go to Glenpool sure. or go to jinx because it's so close mm-hmm. so you know you can't put something there it won't survive so we've right. got walmart and fast food restaurants and that's it there's nowhere to shop mm-hmm. there's nowhere to really sit down and eat and we got like 36 fucking barbecue restaurants and like McDonald's and fucking Taco Bell, Taco yeah. Bueno, and well, that's about it. Sonic those and Arby's, are places you know? of convenience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, difference between having a destination place. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, we don't, we don't have the, the shopping options. Mm-hmm. And so like that makes jobs hard. Yeah. You know, because the only place you could fucking work is a fast food restaurant or goddamn Walmart. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nowhere to fucking go. Exactly. There's nothing to do. Um, so yeah. But the, if you lose your job at one fucking fast food restaurant, guess what? There's a hundred more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anybody will do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the issue I run into right now with finding good people. You know, whether or not you've had a history, whether or not you've been shitty or whatever, you know, I usually start with that, like, hey, listen, basic expectation. You come in and you do your job. Yeah. Like, if you don't, I'm probably going to tell you that you're probably better off somewhere else. Man, I'd get fired so quick. Right. you do. <laughs> right. I would, too. Oh, right, yeah. It, it's not really that it's complicated, but, like, even my management team, it's in that same boat. It's like, listen, my expectation is you do your fucking job, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not complicated. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I think most people actually leave the job, not just because it's too easy to find another one. I think a lot of times is that um, they have a higher expectation for what they should be doing. And it's always like, oh, I'd be better off doing this. Yeah. And then they don't find that job, but they just still leave a job. Also, it's very low skilled. I mean, oh, as yeah. far as like for, for your position, you know, you, you have to have a certain level of intelligence. Absolutely. Yeah. But for everybody that works for you, mm-hmm. it's pretty mindless. You know, uh, somewhat I agree with you. you. I mean, well, and that's that's the thing. And so, like, that's kind of where I disagree with this whole, like, $15 an hour minimum wage thing that everyone's pushing for. Because it's like, it takes you nothing to do your sure. fucking job. Are you kidding me? Like, well, you want $15 an hour and you can't fucking not put pickles on my hamburger. Are you <laughs> shitting me? And well, the other thing is, I, like, I see if that happens, people are going to get replaced the with issue, machines. Well, no. So, the issue with the $15 an hour thing is not that... You know, we need to pay people more. Mm-hmm. It's when your CEOs make, you know, 10,000 times right. whatever your people make. So the $15 an hour is more or less a dig at those people. It's going to shut down a lot of mom and pops. It's going to happen. And it should, though. I mean, you shouldn't be mad at CEOs for making a whole lot of money. Imagine if well, you were the person that started it's not this that company. We, it's not that people hate CEOs. It's that people realize the how... how unequal it became it used to be a hundred to one it used to be 10 to one mm-hmm. it, like even but you know after the recession whenever everything was doing great and everything else um it used to be 10 to one jumped up to about a hundred to one in the 50s and early 60s and then somehow or rather from you know then to now it's over a thousand to one so yeah. a ceo makes you know 10 times more what they used to where the base level working class doesn't even make double what they used to yeah. you know so it's it's more of a I don't hate people for being able to, you know, make money, but I do disagree with greed for the sake of greed. Well, but also that the thing is, is like if you, 
if you start that company, I mean, that's the the American dream right there is to, is to be able to start this company and make a sure. gazillion fucking dollars. Sure. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, we're but a there's a difference of, between doing it and taking care of people while you do it. Yeah, but we're we're a people of excess. Sure. You know, like that's just you know what I mean. So you can't make an, you can't make too much money. There's no such thing. You know, and and the other thing too is like if that happens and that cost gets passed on to the consumer. You know what I mean? Because it now the cost though. of goods is going to go up. Yes, it is. Well, no, no. It would cost me more to eat at your restaurant if you had to pay your people $15 an hour. Well, no. In mine, what I would do is I would request... So I've had this this issue I've talked about in a different podcast. Or if you had less employees. Well, it's not so much just that. But then there's also other issues that come into play. Like, you know, with my restaurant specifically, you know, I pay out... Uh, like, I had a $5,000 marketing uh, bill last month that we literally got nothing out of. We paid for a commercial that happened in Texas. Right, and then I've got uh, five between five and ten thousand dollars that goes to a uh, admin expense to corporate office. Yeah, right. So I've paid fifteen thousand dollars to nothing in my restaurant. Man, I should have been doing your marketing. Right? No, five seriously, grand for like, a month. Yeah. So no we, shit. That was part of what we did too. You know, my company so, is make sure that your your stuff goes to the right market. So you're telling me that fifteen thousand dollars that didn't stay in my restaurant couldn't pay my people more money? Right. Yeah, you know that easily could have. Also, done when you've got like a certain name too, when your company is so big, yeah. do you really need a fucking commercial? I mean, that's like a commercial for toilet paper. People yeah, are buying are we, it. Why are we advertising Coca Cola? <laughs> right, or a, for sure. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the same kind of thing. Is that whenever people says like, "Oh, we can't afford fifteen an hour," yeah, we can, but we got to stop doing stupid shit with our money. There are times like mom and pop places will struggle and will get hit. Yeah, hundred percent, thousand percent agree. I think it should be a $15 an hour if you have a minimum X number of employees. If you have 100 employees, then you should be able to support $15 an hour. So so now, how does that affect everybody else that has an education? Well, that Somebody that's learned to trade? Somebody like, hold on. like nurses? So very, very you know simple, I mean? though, like, is that it, it doesn't affect as much as you think. Because here, here's the thing that you have to understand when it comes down to economics, is that Right now, the lower classes that make less than $15 an hour have a 100% flow through. That means every dollar they receive, they spend, mm-hmm. right? That 100% flow through is continually going back out. Even if you raise them to $15 an hour, if you gave everybody $40,000 a year, they would still have nearly 100% flow through. That money goes right back out into the community, right? When you make $150,000 or above, you don't have 100% flow through. You have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40% flow through. So that's 60% of your wealth you're keeping. Right. You are not reinvesting that back in the community. Mm-hmm. So the people that need that money will reinvest it continually. Sort of. I mean, uh, if I, I don't necessarily agree with the like trickle-down economics. Oh, 100% is bullshit, yeah. Yeah, but um, so... What I'm what I'm saying though is like the, these people that have that have uh, invested in their education, yeah. learned to do more or whatever. If if you start paying Joe McBurger Flipper fifteen bucks an hour, right, and this CNA over here or whatever LPN is making fifteen bucks an hour, mm-hmm. what's her incentive to keep doing her job? Well, if I can do minimal work and make the mm-hmm. same amount of money, I'm absolutely going to. Sure, but I would also argue that they should be paid more anyways, more right. than fifteen an hour. Because I mean, fifteen an hour is what, not even thirty thousand dollars a year. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, there's a lot of factors to that over time. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, if you take it and say, oh, listen. Taxes you pay and where you live. Well, no, no. I mean, that's gross. I don't even think that's $30,000 a year. So uh, let's see. Let's be 600 a week. So 612, 18. So 18,000. Uh, be 20. Just, yeah, it's under 25,000 a year. 15 times 40 times 52. 31,000. That's 31,000 a year. So, I mean, like, that's shit money. That's not even teacher money. And teachers get paid the worst in the state. 
you know, would I say like, hey, listen, you're a CNA, you should be making forty thousand dollars a year? Yeah, fuck yeah, you should. And I can't help but calculate taxes too, man. I well, remember yeah. when I hit that next tax, tax bracket, bracket up, it's so fucked. I was like, oh my fucking god, yeah, I, filed I made taxes. less money when I did that. Yeah. Yes, I filed yeah. my taxes, and I'm like, yo, I paid enough in taxes this year to pay someone's salary. Yeah. Like you have got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. But again, that's that's the entire idea is that when somebody says, "Oh, well, you know, what about paying these guys more?" See, and that's yeah. that's where my more conservative if you take it away from saying because I'm like, you got to be fucking. Kidding. I just I, I paid that fucking much, and now you want a new tax for carbon shit? Well, Get the fuck out of here. I really think that long term, and I know we're getting super political. I don't here, even have don't health insurance. I'm, like, I'm about to check out over here. I'm yeah, like, I know, this I know. is all flowing. Yeah, yeah. I, he and I will, this This is what I was talking about. We need to save this for another time. Okay. Um, but I will say that um, back to our original, original point, uh, the reason that On people- On the last podcast. Yeah. The reason that people leave jobs is, is not specifically pay, and it's not specifically- bad management yeah a lot of time it's people are entitled and i do think that if they got paid more 15 bucks an hour it wouldn't change how they act in the business yeah i was looking for a new opportunity really i mean that's just what it was seeking the next best opportunity because i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life right. you know i, hadn't I gone still to, don't shit i with, with being a young dad and and i didn't get the college opportunity so i had to figure out right. you know what am i going to do um what do i even want to do you know and the things that i wanted to do i did them and they didn't pay enough yeah. And then I'm like, I got a kid to support. Right. I can't do this. So Yeah, I feel so that. I, I just kept, How about you? I kept looking. Why, why have you switched jobs? Other than, you know, whenever bad circumstances Yeah, wake up. Happen. I'm sorry we bored you. I'm I not know. bored. I just don't have an opinion on any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't fucking care. I'm, I'm uninformed. That's my general outlook on life. I'm uninformed, and I don't have an opinion on it. There's no sense in me throwing any of it's my fair. opinions out there because it's just going to yeah. be bullshit. True. I'm going to get in your way. You it's guys fine. know what it's the fine. fuck you're talking about. You can go on. Yeah, it. it's fine. So why, why have you pretty. left jobs? Um, I have left jobs. One of the things that we haven't mentioned, I've left jobs out of um, a feel of disrespect like not a okay. level of respect from either coworkers or from management right so i think poor coworkers is also a huge thing yeah especially did you tell them that you people? felt like you should have been able to work topless <laughs> that's how i do it <laughs> the law wasn't passed by then so actually the law wasn't removed <laughs> technically i mean it depends on where you work you could go to night trips yeah true fair. <laughs> my brothers won't let me do that so. <laughs> as if have you tried this before <laughs> Well, Has this been a topic oh, listen, of conversation? This has crossed everybody's mind, bro. <laughs> Not mine, though. It's, it's Nobody wants to see this. <laughs> shit, are you kidding me? If I could fucking, if I knew how to dance, I'd be at a club right now. Just, I'd just be the worst stripper. I'd throw my leg on a chair and be like, "Look at it." Now, <laughs> get, it get it. Give me your one. Now pay me, yeah. right? <laughs> worst. This is what you stripper. came for, right? Yeah. You'd be all like, mm, "Look at it." Mm, yeah. <laughs> get in there uh, all so, nice anyways. I forgot so what a you lack said. of a respect. Oh basically. yes, as, as we disrespect everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any examples of that? Because like that could mean a lot of things. Like that could be somebody just calling you a bitch versus like, you know, actually you know doing shit that they shouldn't be doing. Like, no, I got accused at one job hmm. of stealing. Okay, and I'm not a thief. Yeah. And I had I'd worked for this person for a year. My brother had I'd worked for this company for a year. My brother was a manager up there. He and I worked together. It wasn't my brother accusing me yeah. of this. Um, but by the way, my brother's the fucking manager. I'm not gonna I'm not uh, gonna shit where he Listen, eat. people do that. 
Well, I don't. Yeah, I know. Ooh, ooh, can I ask you something? Since we're talking about disrespect in the workplace and everything, have you, like, and, and this is since because we were talking about this earlier, so yeah. now I want to know, have you been treated differently in the workplace because you're a female as opposed to male counterparts? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've, like, just had to deal with that? I mean, is it like... Yes. I actually, so w- I had put that on the list for one of our other podcasts as a... Oh, we talked about to- that, male versus female, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a totally different experience. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that I get away with right. easily because I'm a girl. It's like and that cop because pulling I'm you over versus male versus female kind of idea. That's out of like the five or six times that I've ever been pulled over, I've only been like let off easy once. Right, right. And I was like 17, so they let me off real easy. But anyway, um, yeah, in the workplace as a female, I get let off easy on some things, but then there's other there's other situations that turn out to be terrifying and mm. are um, uncomfortable mm. <laughs> and awkward, and sometimes you just have to put up with it and so, keep going. So, I mean... Are we talking like guest versus you, or are we talking about like coworker? Both. Well, I mean, I was referring both. specifically to coworkers because uh, the thing that interests me the most is, um, I mean, I've got a daughter, so I fully support her getting equal pay if she's doing equal work, if she's right. capable of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that there's anything she's not capable of, but men and women are built different. And yeah. Naturally, a dude would be stronger than her. However, yeah, so it's she's like not working. She has to go deadlift 200 pounds versus you. Right. She's not, a con- like, yeah, she's not that. a construction worker. You know what I mean? So, right. But what I'm saying, like, and, and so in, in those industries, like, are you getting equal pay? And, like, is it a hostile work environment as far as, like, sexual harassment goes? Because that's fucking prevalent, especially in the restaurant industry. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, actually, when it comes to equal pay and tipping, it doesn't really count because I think that often females make more. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, and that's not, you know, that's from experience. I make experience. really good money and I don't have to do shit for it. Right. That's what I'm saying <laughs> is that, you know, often females actually make more, but yeah. the restaurant industry is probably, uh, maybe the strip club industry, but probably <laughs> the only couple industries that... It's it's actually weighted differently. Now I'm kind of curious about strippers. too. I want to talk We've to been a male trying stripper to get one, and a man. female. Dude, I know plenty. Do you? you? You didn't bring one with you? We've been trying I am this. I a bondsman. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you know how many times I've arrested them? <laughs> oh, I believe it. Um, uh, Octabooty. Let's get her on here, man. Come on. <laughs> no, she's a porn star. Oh, my bad. Um, so, But yeah, I would be interested to talk to both a male and female stripper and see who makes the most money. Yeah, but there because well, it's such a weird concept though because I just like thought about it like there are more prevalent like female strip clubs obviously. Yeah, you I know, was gonna say we don't higher, have any male. Well, you get the male have, review well, in Oklahoma. Like, things right. that go around. The, uh, you get uh, those thunder special, from down unders yeah, or whatever you want to call it. Magic Mike special magic. night. Right, right, right. That comes in a town. Yeah, but at you're the talking about here though. Night. That's not the case in Texas. That's not the case in California. You mm. know what I mean? Like. This this so that we need industry to do is, is go is visit a male strip clubs. So I have friends that are part of I guess they're sort of part of the lifestyle poly community. But okay, they're, but they're a couple and they're both strippers. And neat, it's a male stripper and a female stripper. And I've actually done photography for them. Um, and that would be a fun episode. They just moved to Florida, and now so Damn he it. does he does a lot of bachelorette parties, a lot of birthday parties, you know, whatever. And then she does well a lot of 
whatever female stripping too. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so and they do it together and like and they run a company together. Like because do they ever go and do projects at the same time? Yes. That would be fun. Yes. Ooh. And so and the the way that they do it too cuz it's not a strip club that you can go to to see them. They own the company. So they come to you. They throw parties, they rent party buses, you know, they've got their buses mm-hmm. with stripper poles in them, you know, like Heard and, that. Yeah, and they'll rent venues and then throw a party at this venue and they're the entertainment. And so that's, you know, that's a good way to market yourself. Just it, it is like, and, hey, it, listen, the strip club comes come to you. Come and get it. Yeah, you don't have to sit on a dirty ass couch. We'll sit, you know, exactly. And yeah, so, that's and they, brilliant. yeah, they do it, and they they do very well with it. And mm. so, um, but yeah, I am curious because and when it first started, he, he was the only one that was an entertainer, mm. and so. Um, now, that uh, would be weird. He seemed to be doing pretty well because they were like always posting pictures of the parties and stuff. And I'm like, that lucky motherfucker. Except for I, I don't have that body, so I couldn't yeah, do it. But yeah. still, you know, like the idea, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it kind of goes along with the topless thing. It's the mystery that makes it mm-hmm. fun, you know? So back to the, uh, you know, I don't want to get, you know, the whole like, let's talk about how Kat got sexually harassed at work. But um, I will ask, you had, you, you mentioned that it was downright frightening. There it, have been times where I've... So do you have one you're comfortable sharing? Because I'm really honestly curious. Like you felt threatened? That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like yeah. I'm wondering if it was like almost violent. Like oh, it's kind no. of like... Right. No, but sometimes just being in those situations, like as a female, and especially if it's someone who is an authority over you, Ooh, yeah. mm. it can be... It can put you into a place that makes you feel like any move that you make is going to be the wrong one. Yeah. For instance... I worked at this job where the manager sexually harassed me on a regular basis. He would call me into the office to talk to me about my work, and it would be about two minutes of my work and about 15 minutes of him telling me how beautiful he thought I was Ew. and how he would compare me to his wife. And <laughs> so how cringy. He would, God it damn, was, that's weird. And even though it's not a dangerous situation, it it's is still, still terrifying yeah. in a way that it makes you feel very dirty. It's demeaning. And, well, yeah. that, and then there's also that kind of like, and I don't know if, you know, firsthand here, but it it seems like you'd feel trapped almost because exactly. like you, you like you can't just be all like this man Fuck is off, in charge dude. of me. Yeah. He's he's essentially giving me a performance review. Sure, we can call it that. <laughs> That's weird and awkward. What am I gonna say? And I, the place <laughs> right. that I worked I'll at too. Bend over backwards for you. <laughs> yeah, not what you say. The place that I worked at, I was I was a lead bartender. I was in a. I was in a good position. I made good money. I made like 60 grand a year, you know, like pretty good. Yeah. Easily. And it was, it's covetable. Yeah. When you're making that kind of money, it's hard to not want to hand on on to your shit. I mean, it it goes down to like, you know, the, the entitlement there was, there's no room for that. You know, I always see those, those things on, on Facebook, like, you know, would you slap your ceiling for a million dollars? And everybody's like, yes, quit trying to get us to clickbait, share this bullshit. Um, but the real question is like in that kind of situation, even if you're making the great money and all that kind of stuff, how much are you willing to put up with for that? You know, because like for me, I put up with a lot. I had a child. I was going to say like, you you probably put up with a lot more than I would have. I mean, I had like just uncomfortable fucking situations with employees, with, I mean, like with coworkers, with, uh, management, with guests that would come in. Just these, I mean, I was like, so I'm like eight months pregnant and I had this guy that would come in to this place. It was downtown 
and uh, there are a lot of you know transient people that live downtown. I didn't know if this guy was transient or not, but he, he would come in. He was nice enough. I'd let him have the complimentary coffee. I'd let him sit and enjoy the fucking okay. television, whatever the fuck. You're not bothering anybody. Right. I don't just, care. Just don't be a dick. Leave yeah. me alone. He would sit there and talk to me. One time he came in, he brought in his Christmas cards to um, to fill out and send off to his friends. And he had been telling me about how he was about to go on this vacation. And I'm turning around, putting around, you know, the stuff up on the bar. And he mm-hmm. takes a picture of me. Oh. I'm like, I'm eight months pregnant. I hear the shutter. Yeah. Noise. Right. I was going to say, how's your, how's your, uh, I don't want to say emotions, but like you definitely have those hormones. Hormones. Not to mention, like I was going through turmoil with my daughter's father. Like that was an unstable situation to begin with. So like my my mind is a wreck. And then you're putting even more on top of it. Like it's just not. Don't fuck with me. So this guy takes a picture of me. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you? Did you just take a picture of me?" He goes, "Yeah, I I just wanted to show it to my sister." From behind? That's, uh, I mean, like, what, what are you going to say? Like, <laughs> right. hey, she looks like you? Like, I don't, you know, what's, what's yeah. the purpose of that? Right. Why are you looking at your sister's Why? ass, number one? Why would you tell your sister about me? Because maybe you look like his ex, and she was a bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> so what did you really do in that situation? Did you just, like, brush it off? And No, I so told happened? him, delete it. I want to see you delete it. Well, also, Which, like, if this happened in uh, in a restaurant or whatever that's owned by somebody else, I mean, that's no longer public property. Yes and no. Um, it, you, no, 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 no. As, like, a photographer, like, I have to get signed waivers to do photography in a right. place that's owned by somebody else. I have to have permission right. to take pictures of your property or anybody that works there. So as right. long as you're in something that belongs to somebody else, he doesn't have the legal right to do that. Sure. Now, if you're walking down the sidewalk, I think or the something, difference yeah. is for personal use or not, and that's the problem. Mm, well, I mean, that kind of gets into copyright law, so right. it depends. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, that's where the trick is, though. I think. Sort of, but so I mean, anyways, it's the public thing too. Yeah. Anyways, if so you're walking did down you the kick street, him out? Yeah, I asked him to leave. I sure did. And then, so at that time, I was acting manager. Um, Even better. I sent in an email to um, the department heads, and I said, this is the man, this is his name, he lives next door, he's not coming back in. If he does, I'm walking out. Damn. Hell yeah, get it, girl. I was, I was uncomfortable. I, I'm good with it, yeah, You're get taking it. pictures of my body while I'm pregnant and turned around like it's not even a consensual, hmm. like, hey, he didn't even preface it with, I'm going to visit my sister. Right. I've been telling her about how nice you are. Do you mind if we take a picture together? Right. Or... I could. So wait, wait, wait. Was he a regular? He'd been in. He'd been in five to ten times. Okay. Over the course of six months. How can he tell his sister how nice you are if he's not a regular? So I think the other issue, though, there is, like you said, is that if it's like, hey, you know, can we take a photo together so I can send it to my sister? You'd probably be like. That's a little bit weird, but at least you asked me. I can understand that's a believable story. Right. Yeah. I could, but you got a picture of my ass. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Especially while I was pregnant, I felt very like violated. I would have yeah. charged him. I'd have walked up and made like twenty bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I still want to have a picture of my ass. Um, I can I honestly say I don't think I've ever had the the weird, awkward, you know, well sexualizing. You, so. I want to take the confidence. Damn. <laughs> 
I, I've just never had that just happen kidding. to me. So like, I don't know how I'd react. Like, it's one of those things. Like everybody who says, Sometimes, like, I know what I would do, but no, if you've never been no. in that situation. No, I would no, no, be no, happy no. as shit. I would be like, oh, I'm your reason to masturbate now. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> that is terrible, dude. <laughs> Oh when you God. don't, when you have that happen to you one time, it's flattering. When you have that happen mm. to you frequently at your jobs, really, like I've walked into the jail with a handful of blank bonds when it was a booking room full of female inmates. Oh, I can't talk about this. <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly how many times you get hit on. You, they, yeah, when they want out of jail, hey, like I know, I know. But see, you, you would do well with me because when somebody does something in my industry that they're not supposed to do, I put them in jail. So <laughs> <laughs> We found your new job. All right. Are you hiring? I'll give you my resume. You got a clean record? I might be. <laughs> well, how clean does it need to be? I mean... No crimes of moral turpitude. What does that even mean? Moral turpitude? Basically anything but a DUI. Okay, cool. Heard that. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's literally the only thing that I've gotten in trouble with. And you're fine. <laughs> and that was like yeah, over cool. 11 years ago. So. Yeah, you're good. Oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decades, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, that's awkward. Um, any other yeah. reasons you've left a job? Anybody? I mean, obviously, you've had the shitty coworkers. You've had the weird sexual harassment things. You've had the uh, restaurants and places. Just fucking get bored of it, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, I can't oh, do yeah. I can't do the same thing you, for too the long. The mindlessness. Yeah. I've, like, self-sabotaged so that I will get fired from a job. Seriously? Why? For real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I worked at this one job. Okay. Fun fact, I do that in relationships. <laughs> fun fact, that's how I live my life. This yeah, is right? um, This is actually group therapy, by the way, guys. I want you to know. It really is. No, 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 no. That's a great point. Because we live in a like in a world now with social media that's caused oh, yeah, so many people yeah. to be antisocial. And I prefer And they don't this. actually talk to each other. This yeah. is why I started a podcast because yeah. I prefer Same. these face to face conversations and interactions. Yeah. Destiny got mad at me because I wouldn't let her go to they're calling it hybrid school now, which is online school. Mm-hmm school and i wouldn't allow her to go to it. i'm like no fuck that your ass is gonna you, be in a classroom say, with students go to and a teacher. that's a life skill in itself is having that anxiety and be able to manage it being able to still push mm-hmm. yourself in your uncomfortable bubble into no. society yeah. and function and then go home but it's and necessary crawl in bed. oh yeah like, because it's, it's necessary it's the, the yeah the, it's a life skill the percentage of people Lighting. that can make a living without being involved with anybody else i mean it's so um, fucking rare you know you can't do it somebody else is giving you money you're involved with somebody else you have to be and so but she you know she is gonna she is going to learn that she's gonna be involved she's gonna learn to deal with authority she's gonna learn to deal with her peers that's how the fuck i'm raising her and when she's 18 if she wants to fall on her face and fuck up i don't care but as long as i'm in charge and she lives in my house that's how the hell it's gonna be okay dad and and so yeah i mean listen (laughs) get a teenager um she's on her way don't worry so yeah so but that's that's it's important and so like i use facebook like my alter ego right like who i am on facebook is not me well actually that's that's one of those things that is really fun i know you were in the group that i created that one time i i literally created a facebook group just to let people get in there and argue it was like, I don't remember what it said. It was like, fuck your opinion. You're wrong or I something. I remember. Yeah. Um, so literally everybody that I knew that was argumentative and you didn't even really have a good point. They just wanted to argue with people. <laughs> I put in one group together. <laughs> You're like, a monster. It was fantastic. It was the fucking Thunderdome. Yeah, because like people were just fucking going off on each other. And I was... It was the greatest little show in, on earth, man. It was, yeah. it was so much fun. So I, I troll yeah. people, you know. I'll yeah. put those hot button topics out there to get them talking and yeah. stuff and thinking. Because, the, I mean, honestly, there's just a lack of intelligence overall. Absolutely. I don't think and, it's a lack of intelligence. I think it's a lack of um, actual, like, opinion. No, it's, it's And that's it's, the issue that you run into. When I say opinion, like, 
Um, not like you have a stance, but you can't justify why you have that. Stance. It's kind of yeah, exactly. We're playing this giant game of telephone. Yeah, right. Like so and so said this, so someone said it, so someone said it, and by the time it gets to the end, it's, it's all fucked up. Yeah, and that's what it is. Like people are getting their news from Facebook, and like if it's on a meme, it's got to be scientific fact, and it's like right. it's just this giant <laughs> game of telephone. Yeah, and so like there's Shia LaBeouf just said the, that memes are art, and I agree. I, well, I mean, the art of destroying humanity, because no, like... No, no, if it makes you either upset or passionate or laugh, that's art. That's true, if it invokes emotion. Yeah. Yes. I was like, so, fucking but, Shia LaBeouf being all fucking genius and shit. Yeah, I love this. him. I've loved him since yeah. he was like 11 no years old. But there's no fact checking. I love him. There's no fact checking at all. Yeah, and so, sure. like, it, it, um, it, it just... It's it's a lack of intelligence. Okay. You're, you're 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 taking what you saw as the fucking word of God, and it's uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. this has to be so. Like I mean, so that's why I put it so, up there because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna find out. How I'm gonna get the, tra- the train back on the track. So tell me about you uh, self sabotaging you two because you both said you've done this. So what's what's she does it first. for work? <laughs> so let's let's talk about that for a second. I'm I want to get this train back no, on the track because I want to hear this story. Mine involves broken hearts. So. <laughs> well, I've done that too. I've done it a couple times. Yeah. Um. So I worked at this job for a year. I was a night audit. For a an extended stay hotel. Okay. Night audits, they close the end of sales for the day. So okay. all of your credit card sales. Right, right, right. They just close batches. Yeah. Close it. Um, in addition to doing that, I also um, folded laundry. I was the overnight housekeeping. I was also security. I was the only person in this hotel from 11 p.m. till 7 a.m. Jesus Christ. I, Sounds like a terrible decision. Oh, well, for my personality, it was awful. Some people can do great at it. I'm a very social. Mm-hmm. I like to interact with people. Sure. It was great until about 1.30 in the morning when everybody was asleep and didn't fucking need me and I was left to my own devices. And my own devices were probably a bottle of wine or the 12-pack <laughs> that I picked up from Quick Trip so, on the way into work. Real question. <laughs> Other than obviously, so you're sabotaging yourself by drinking on the job, right? Someone, okay, so this is the lead up to that. Okay. I fell for someone that was staying at the hotel. Stupid. It was so dumb. So I know, and I knew. Room? No, I did. Yeah, I did. He and I spent a week together. It was Ooh, wonderful. Shit. Um, but it didn't, I mean, she he said wasn't, it was wonderful. We didn't leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> She, really. She's like, oh, you're not wrong. Well, I mean, and, the, you know, he's a traveling man, so he's got to go on. Right, right, right. And he had a traveling job, and he was like, all right, well, I got to fucking go now. And I all was right, like, I'm out. I was like, you know, 21-year-old me. I'm like, take me with you. Right. right? So he leaves. We world together. We're, you know, I still talk to him or whatever. Can you believe like, this was 12 years ago? Can you believe it? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm still just a little bit naive. <laughs> So what? Um, what ended up happening? I got, though, I got super heartbroken, oh. and I just didn't. Every fucking thing about that place reminded me of him, and I didn't want to fucking be there anymore. But I needed a job, and that was. I mean, I was one of two so people like, that worked Fuck here. it, I'm just gonna drink till they get rid of me, and then I'll yeah. worry about it. Yep, Ooh. sure as shit oh. did. Every single night, I bring in drinks with me. I would drink. I would drink with the guests. I would get so fucking drunk and I would like fall asleep there, right? And they had this cordless phone that would stay there. I was awful. This was a terrible part in my life. <laughs> this was a terrible part in my life. Um, they had this cordless phone that would, if anybody rang at the front desk, 
um, it would direct to that. Sure. Well, I got so drunk, I went out to my car and fucking passed out and just left it in there. And somebody got locked out of their room. Oh, and there's nobody in the hotel. There was nobody to let them back in their room. So um, the manager got called up there. Sure. Found the little card. Somebody called the manager and said, I can't fucking get into my room. She came up there, banged on the window to get me like, to get me out of there. I had to go inside, get my bottle of wine or beer or whatever the fuck was in there in my purse. And she was like, hey, I'm talking to you. And I was like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Bye. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that would be self-sabotaging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, not even my worst. That's holy shit. My worst. Heard Man, that. this is my kind I of will party like, now. <laughs> I got it on fire and fucking burn it down. Yeah, right? God, God dang. That, that's pretty fantastic, though. Like, you know, I've never had a job that, I mean, I've had some that are, are kind of just left to your own devices, but not very much. Right, like I, I'm kind of in that same social boat. Like I'm always doing something with other people. My jobs have always been require a team of people, kind of thing. I don't know what I would do with myself. It's like, hey, you got to be You're by yourself for ten hours. It did not. It was. I don't see, I it was awful. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm just gonna draw and hang out and whatever. Well, now I don't think I could do it. I'd be. I would go fucking. Now I think crazy. I could. I could manage myself a lot better yeah. than like unstable, depressed, alcoholic me mm-hmm. could not. Yep. I can't handle my finding shit. random dudes in hotel rooms. He wasn't that random. I mean, he'd been staying there for six fucking months. Oh, I thought you were saying he stayed there for like a week and it was just like no, a fling I stayed, all of a I stayed in his room for a week. But oh, okay. I mean, no, he stayed there for six months. Jesus. I like knew him and got to know him and would yeah, see yeah, him yeah, daily. Yeah. Gotcha. And I fell in love with this person. Heard. And that makes it a little bit different then. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but it's not really like, I understand how it was totally now. against the rules, oh, but sure. I mean that right there, yeah. like that was an example to me of, Oh shit. Like don't fraternize with the fucking, the guests because <laughs> yeah. that doesn't end well. Something about pens and company ink. Yeah. Right. That's, that's <laughs> not a good idea from what I hear. So, uh, yeah. How about you over there? What, what other than we talked about the, uh, um, leaving a truck in the middle of nowhere, any other crazy little drop offs? I mean, not not leaving jobs. No, you know? like I've I've never self sabotaged at work. No, because it was I don't either, yeah. see, I'm, I'm, and that's why I see I do good working by myself. Uh, I mean, like I get to my office, I turn on some music, but I'm a self motivated person. Right. So like I always have something I'm working on while I'm waiting for the phone to ring to do a bond. I mean, I've, I was also, like I said, running a web company. So I'm sitting there building these people's websites or doing their marketing or running analytics or whatever. Right. Right. Which is extremely boring fucking shit that just pays really well. So it's true. Um. So I would, you know, I mean, I would do that because I have no problem being by myself. Um, I can work with a team of people uh, as long as I'm in charge. <laughs> I, I can't. That's honesty. No, I mean, yeah, yeah it's facts. I you mean, know what works for you. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't trust people to lead the way. I True. Don't, I don't. So, you know, and that's that's one of those things that uh, it kind of plays into your current job. Um, I was on I've gotten jury duty twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one wasn't as good because it was this guy who was cooking <laughs> meth in an attic and he burned the place down. He had a written confession to the police officer. How he had a boring. written. How boring. So the thing was, he was trying to still not. Bang, bang, he was man. like, uh, I'm not guilty because I was I was high on fucking meth whenever I wrote the confession. Temporary insanity. Yeah, that's basically what he was going yeah. with. Um, so we have the entire thing. They produce the letter. They go through the entire thing, and they're like, okay, we're going to take lunch. We came back, and he was already gone. And the judge was like, so he took the plea deal, which was only $25,000 and 25 years for burning down the house with arson. Uh, I was like, god damn, that was the plea deal? Um, so there was that one. That Ew. one. I know, right? Like, god damn. 
Um, but the other one, there was a there was a murder that uh, we got to do a trial for. Oh, fun. Ooh. I know, right? I'll tell you all about it. It's actually it. So here's the thing. It, it was very very cut and dry. Like the guy admitted that yeah he he shot this guy, but what he was saying it was accidental. Number one, um, and number two that uh, you know it it was just happenstance rather than anything nefarious right so they were trying he was trying to get the manslaughter charge versus a murder charge Mm -hmm. okay so what actually happened very very simply this guy had an issue with his knee or something so he was in a wheelchair um and then he was at his uncle's house who there was a third guy there right and the third guy is the guy that got murdered um and you know they show us pictures they go through the entire thing basically the the two things that stood out to me was that the guy that uh, got shot he had one foot that was hooked. Do you know how on your counter you have that little space underneath where the cabinet goes, where like from that the floor to the lip? space? Yeah. Yeah. It's called yeah. like... Um, it has a name? Oh, yeah, I forgot yes. your interior design, yeah. Uh, Holy fuck, I need kick. you. Hi, I'm right here. It's called a kick? Uh, no, it's, it's... God, it's blanking out of me. It's like a kick guard. Okay, cool. So that little space, Yeah. right? One of his feet were completely underneath it, right? He was shot through the shoulder into the brain. Right, fun. Cell phone was hanging from the charger down off of the thing. Wheelchair was over the top of the body. Okay, not like sideways, like rolled up. Yeah, so he didn't over the he head. didn't fall, and this happened like it. Right, yeah, they was placed that way. Well, placed, or he was over him and shot him versus. Well, no. So what ended up happening, up. dude? You know, it turns out the guy was a dealer had a bunch of cash and drugs on him, was not facing him, phone plugged in charging, leaning over the counter, guy comes up behind him, shoots him from that downward position going through the shoulder into the brain, guy collapses backwards, he rolls up on top of him to reach the pockets. Oh. Right, that's literally the sequence of events that had to have happened to make that happen. That's some Encyclopedia Brown shit right there. Well, it's not though, because I mean, all the pieces are there. Yeah. Right, like everything makes sense to that point. When you look at it and you go, "The fuck happened?" and then you go, "Oh, he shot him," and then he got into his pockets. Like, uh-huh. right. So we went through the entire thing, and what the guy was saying that he had the gun resting on the the side of the um, um, wheelchair, and he was trying to stand up and actually pulled the trigger. I was like, "No, he would have shot him in the ass cheek. Like that's where he would have got shot." Yeah, I mean, because you'd have to like the this gun would angle. Have to, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no fucking way. I've never stood up like this. Yeah, off your wrist, right? So here's the issue I run into when you're talking about you have to be in charge. So I'm in a jury of my peers, and, you know, I was selected, and we had to go to deliberation to whether it was manslaughter or it was actual murder. And I'm sitting here trying to convince these people that, no, this was intentional. This was not accidental. They were like, well, if we say it was intentional, then it's murder, and we don't want to give the guy a murder charge because it carries, you know, 25 to life. Who fucking cares? If he's he a murderer, him. he's a murderer. Right. So what's happening is that it's, it's you know, opinion versus fact. Oh, Christ. You see how this works? So we went through the entire thing for fucking two and a half hours of me trying to explain to these people that, like, I don't care what your feelings say, he shot and robbed the guy. That's what happened. They were like, well, you know, you can't prove that he did that. No, the pictures are facts. You know, that's how this works. Yeah, feelings are not facts. You were given (laughs) evidence. We were presented evidence. They were like, yeah, 
but are you comfortable with giving somebody 25 to life? Yes. Yes. If they earned it. Yes. Yes, I am. You know? So then we go through the entire thing, and I finally, two and a half hours of convincing later. Well, the better question is, are you comfortable with this guy getting back out of jail, knowing right. that he's willingly killing people? Right. And if he had, even if he got the manslaughter charge, um, it carried, um, I think it was 15 to 40. So he was already like 45 years old. So he fucking knew better, number one. Um, but he was like 15 to 40 years. 15 was the, the parole limit. only like a 40... Yeah, or you only like do forty percent of the time. Yeah, so I mean, it's still like ten years or something, you know. So, anyways, we we go through the entire thing, and then after the fact, you know, the judge or not the judge, the the trial lawyer, you know, can give us the rest of the facts because it turns out they don't have to give you all the facts whenever they're presenting their case. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, the guy that he shot was a dealer. Um, he already had warrants out for him, but if we told you that, then you'd been like, well, he deserved it, mm-hmm. right? And that would have changed your opinion. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, but we also caught the guy, you know, all fucking methed up, and he had all kinds of cash on him, and you know, the we, wheelchair we, guy. Yeah, okay. and we we pulled him over, you know, once we actually found his car, and we did all of this kind of stuff. And but it, then, why isn't that relevant to the? To the because it creates opinion, mm. right? We're not trying him for robbing the guy. We're not trying him for blah blah blah. Um, it's literally just trying him for everything else. So it's insane whenever you say, "Oh yeah, you know what? These people are in charge," but like. There were twelve. Uh, there were eleven other people in that room. I wouldn't work You're for any of them. The I wouldn't sense. work for any of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I get that, dude. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't. Um, and it's it's not. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't trust that people have actual leadership in my in my whole life. Agreed. Um, you know, I uh, there have been very few instances of of actual leaders. You know, people that like I described a manager, someone that made me better. You know, um, and I just don't trust the direction. I'm okay with accountability, and I feel like most people would rather point the finger. So if we Absolutely. fuck up, I'm okay saying, "All right, it's my fault." You yeah, know I, mean? I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you fuck up and then try to say it's my fault, then we're gonna have a problem. You know, I so. can't stand that. Yeah, my yeah. my big thing is accountability too. Absolutely. If yeah. you can't say, if you can't do that basic thing of saying, uh, I'm. I was wrong. Sorry. You know, and I had this conversation with my crew not too long ago, is that I was trying to correct his action, but not in an asshole kind of way. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, man, you know, this is not something you can be doing. Right. right. And he goes, well, what about this guy? I'm trying to tell you what you cannot do. Well, but this. this person, do- it doesn't matter what this person does. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you to accept the action that I'm asking you not to do it. Yeah. You know, it's this isn't a complicated concept. He was like, well, but what if it... You're, you're trying to you're, bake a cake, and he was trying to throw in Creole seasoning. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, bro, listen. I want you just to understand, don't do that again. That's all I want from you. You know? So, anyways. Um, I just got a notification of a Google review that I got on my business's website. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and it just says, thank you, Father, followed by a bunch of money signs. Heard that. Thanks, Daddy. What kind of review was it? I, I don't know. It just says... Thank you, Father. And there's like a cash sign star of David, cash sign star of David, cash sign star of David. (laughs) That's fucked up. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this episode and then we can do an after hours. If you want to stick around, I'm in. Um, I've got a good friend of mine, Grant, that uh, may be showing up for this as well. Somebody did just pull up. It might be Grant. So uh, words of advice to finish up with. The funny thing is this wasn't after hours and I thought it was. No. So more words of advice. Yeah. Wash your ass and wear deodorant. Done. Uh, turn the lights off when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you Mom. <laughs>
don't be a shitty person since nobody said that one this time. Mm. All right. That's, that's implied. It. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> By now, it's got to be. Yeehaw. <laughs>